This is the Banker Bob Thought for August 2nd. It's been said, you're never too old to learn something new. I can add, you're never too old to learn something stupid. All right, fans, joining me now is Dave Oliveri. This is Wrapping on Racing, August 2, 2021. Dave, good evening. How are you? I'm doing well, Don. It was a great weekend. One of my favorite events all year. Unfortunately, you know, you were back in North Carolina, and it was nostalgia night at, at Larnerville Speedway. And I know for years and years you've been a big part of uh, nostalgia night. And uh, whether you were in North Carolina or not, you were, you know, you stepped back this year, and uh, Michael Isakowski took over. And as usual, a great turnout of drivers. The fans are excited about it. And the thing that I take most about it, and I put it on my Facebook post, is these drivers get to see each other, relive some old memories. But like you said, Donna, there are heroes, and they keep getting older and older. And you know, and I had the opportunity, and our, our listeners will be able to hear some of the interviews and upcoming shows with Dick Schwartzlander and Bob Waring Sr., you just don't know, again, each year we take a group picture, and as you said, each year the faces get smaller, and that's a sad part about uh, as our, our heroes are getting older, but a great evening. Well, just to bring everybody up to speed, uh, my reasons for being done here, uh, my son moved from California, and I'm helping him get situated in his new apartment, and I'm having some surgery for kidney stones, but I'll... I'll be back next year, and a lot of people said they missed me, and that made me feel good. When I uh, created this baby about 15 years ago, it started off small, and then it got bigger and bigger, and one of the things that made it successful was the A-Team, and I want to thank them, Linda Bloomling, Carol Gamble, Bob Miller, Danny Murray, Dave Oliveri, Jim Zufall, and we had a, an intern working with us. Uh, Kurt Gray was helping to get some of the cars situated and moved around, and I know that uh, 
everybody did a great job because I saw the pictures, I saw the results on Facebook and uh, some beautiful cars and a great group of people. Sorry I missed it, but we'll fix that for next year. You know, they have the opportunity to talk to both Bob Sr. and Bob Jr. Waring. Uh, you know, Bob was there. Uh, his other son, Brandon, was racing for the first time in, in 2021. So it was good to see him there, and he was excited. And uh, like I said, it's one of the things that each year that I look forward to. And like I said, it, it was a little bit different without our leader being there, but uh like you said, the A team kind of knows the, the drill, and uh, I think we stepped up and performed admirably in your absence, Don. I don't know how you did it, because I've tried for 15 years to get Bob Waring to do an interview, and you did that. So you can check all the boxes for Super Co-Host of the Year. Well, I appreciate that. Like I said, it was good to see him there, and... Uh, you know, it was a great night of racing, and we'll get into that. But uh, I, I know one thing that I took from it, just, some, just a, you know, a couple of highlights, and we won't get into it, obviously. You know, Alex Faree picked up uh, the win in the late models for the Faree Geisler racing team. But it was also nice to see Dan Kerriger, you know, pick up a win. A super guy, and he's had a really, really tough year. And uh, when you see the underdogs pick up the wins, it, it, it makes... Uh, those wins are all the more special, Don. Our guests tonight include Jenner Stodd Speedway General Manager Billy Rebar, former NASCAR driver Jeremy Mayfield and his plans to run the Motor Mountain Masters, asphalt late model driver Barry Audi, Lynn Geisler and Alex Faree will discuss the latest number one Cochrane racing news. Tyler Tom. Harris and Brandon Lockwich will bring us up to speed with the Chuck George Memorial Race at Pittsburgh and modified driver Nathan McDowell will discuss his racing resume. Jim Zufall, the voice of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Forest Speedway, will cover autograph night and Saturday's action. Tom Lang will share the latest drag racing news. Wrapping on Racing is available every Monday at 6 p.m. on Apple TV, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, or RappingOnRacing.com. The program is available 24-7 and 365 days of the year. If you miss any of Monday's program, you can go to Apple TV or RappingOnRacing.com. We want to thank Jennerstown Speedway, the sponsor for Rapping on Racing, and our marketing partners, Alternative Power Sources, Environmental Air Incorporated, plus Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, RPS Financial Solutions, Toma Meat Market, and Zarin Truck and Automotive. And a thanks to Dave, the co-host, and our reporters, Howie Bayless, Denny Baticki, Tyler Harris, Bill Korch, Tom Lang, and Jim Zufall. Special thanks to senior engineers and our technical advisors, Bill Korch, Ted Lusick, and Gary Scott, along with Bob Miller, our multimedia data collection facilitator. Okay, Dave, like you said, some good racing. Uh, some nice weather. The fans had a treat no matter where they were. Autograph night at Pittsburgh was a big success. Uh, any closing thoughts? Anything you need to add? Yeah, just a couple closing comments. We always talk about the support that we have from our senior engineers and our technical advisors. And this past week, I had a, I made a phone call out to Ted Luzik, and he spent a good hour and a half with me. I had some issues with my PC that in the last couple of weeks has been a little bit difficult for me to communicate with you. But thanks to, thanks to Ted's help, uh, 
I'm back up and running the way I want to. And one thing I want to share with you, Don, and I know you know you're you got a crazy week ahead of you, but uh, the Motor Mountain Masters. This is Billy Rebar's creation. I think this is year number four. I'm looking forward to it this weekend. Uh, I'm, I'm can't wait to hear Bill's report and the things that are going to happen this coming weekend. So I know you're going to be back, still back in North Carolina. I'm going to do my due diligence to cover uh, as much as I can. And, and good, uh, good friends, uh, you know, Lenny Batiki will be there and to cover the the racing action. So I think we got the the Masters pretty well covered. I thank you. You have a nice evening. You do the same as well, Don. This portion of Rapid on Racing is brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For more information, check out Jennerstown.org. Racers for Tots is a nonprofit organization composed of a group of racing enthusiasts who have come together to raise money through various fundraisers and raffles to purchase toys for children in need during the Christmas season. Founded in 1999, Racers for Tots has raised over $2 million to purchase toys and bicycles for children in need across western Pennsylvania. Racers for Tots donates to Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh, the Children's Institute of Pittsburgh, the Salvation Army, Father Ryan's Outreach Center, Children of Murder Victims, Catholic Charities, Bikes for Children with Autism, and any local organization that benefits families with children in need. This year, the organization will celebrate 21 years, and there are many local and regional raffles and fundraisers planned. And if you see the Racers for Tots car at your local Speedway, be sure to purchase a $10 ticket for a chance to win the Racers for Tots grand prize, a brand new rocket race car. This car is valued at about $50,000. For additional information, call 412-952-4723 or go to info at racersfortots.org. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. 
the experienced sales force has over 40 years experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Bill Freebar. Welcome back to PRNs at the Track. Next week, if you are anywhere east of the Mississippi, even if you're hearing this from way out wherever, make sure you've got your eyes either tuned in to pitroad.tv for the broadcast or if you can get there, the grandstands are going to be filled with great racing fans watching an amazing event that we've been at now for years. The Motor Mountain Masters at Jennerstown Speedway in southwestern Pennsylvania. A beautiful track in a great situation. And joining us on the ProFabrication.com hotline, I, I'm, I'm giving you a lot to live up to. The promoter of Jennerstown Speedway, Billy Rebar. And hey, Billy, uh, fourth year for uh, the Motor Mountain Masters. What you got cooking? Oh, Lenny, it continues to just keep getting bigger and better each and every year. Bigger, high-profile names throughout the country, all chasing that elusive uh, Crimson Jacket in Victory Lane for $10,000. And I remember the the, the photos of, uh, you know, Barry Audi, Todd Stone, Mike Hopkins, the previous winners, and that red jacket just stands out. There are a lot of trophies out there and sometimes you get a wreath or you you get to drink milk at Indy or things like that but that red jacket is the motor mountain masters where did where did the color come up with where where did you get this jacket well we wanted to do something special we kind of stole the idea from the golf when you win the masters you get the green jacket and uh being we're up here in jennerstown and the motor mountain masters one of our great partners is mccreary and american racing especially tire america and since their color was red we figured why don't we make a red jacket so that's kind of the story behind the the red jacket and the drivers really like it it's an extra incentive it's better than just a trophy that collects dust on the shelf uh there's a story behind the jacket there really is the crimson jacket uh the the photos are are just all over the internet and the drivers that win the motor mountain masters coming up on saturday august 7th august 6th there's going to be uh kind of a warm-up event and such we'll talk about in just a minute but august 7th uh, Motor Mountain Masters, Jennerstown Speedway, Jennerstown.org, where you could get tickets and you could tune into pitroad.tv, Rack Hunter, and CorvetteParts.net putting on the broadcast with Tony Stevens. And hey, hey, did you hear? We're going to have Mark Caro, PRN's own, in the booth again this year for Motor Mountain Masters. Super excited to have Mark back. He did such a great job with you in the booth last year. Great guy, huge race fan. So what an honor to have him with us. Yeah, it's going to be a, uh, a humdinger to have Garrow back in it. But how about the drivers? We're on the line with Jennerstown promoter uh, Billy Rebar. We're talking about the Motor Mountain Masters. Uh, I saw that Brian Campbell from Michigan and, of course, local hot shoe uh, Brandon Marhefka is going to be there and Barry and Todd and Mike, who we've mentioned already. But uh, who, who you got uh, that uh, we, we can uh, get excited about uh, on top of all those? Well, Derek Griffith's going to be there from Hudson, New Hampshire. He just recently made the announcement he'll be driving a truck for Cowbush Motorsports, but he's still making the time to attend the 4th Annual Motor Mountain Masters. Really excited to see Derek. What a great, bright, upcoming star. Probably one of the best in the business. And to coincide with him, who I think is the best in the business, Bobble Pollard himself, 
Lenny will be in attendance for the fourth annual Motor Mountain Masters in his new Port City Pro Late Model Car. Really excited to have both Derek and Bubba. Uh, we got track champions from Michigan, Nate Walton, Evan Shotko from Michigan, Jimmy Tucker. We got drivers from, I think, 12 different states, including Texas. Of all things, that's right, Texas. Chris Davidson came up for the July 4th special with the Cars Tour. Uh, just fell in love with the place, had some mechanical problems, and we helped get him back on the way. And he says, you know what, guys, I'm coming back racing in, in August. Uh, literally, as I'm on the phone with you, I just got a confirmation that Donnie Wilson Motorsports is going to be sending a car. Not sure if Donnie himself is going to drive it or who, but the list just keeps growing and growing. We still got 10 days, Lenny. Oh, 10 days from uh, this phone call, but even less than that, probably by the time the editing and such gets out there, get your tickets and make sure you are, are tuned in one way or the other to the Motor Mountain Masters at Jennerstown Speedway coming up on Saturday, August 7th. This race continues to elevate itself. The Crimson Jacket, the awards, and all the rest for Motor Mountain Masters going to be coming up. But before I, I, I don't say it, uh, PRN's at the track's uh, phone line brought to you by Pro Fabrication. Headers exhaust all the parts and pieces that go with it just a click of a mouse away at profabrication.com. And by the way, they are used by Bubba Pollard, who you just blew me away with, saying he's going to come back up for this. Derek Griffith. Um, how, how about this Friday deal? Uh, I mentioned the Saturday the 7th for the Motor Mountain Masters, but what's going on on Friday? So Friday is a test and tune day. Uh, drivers are able to travel in early. Some guys have never been to the track. Uh, a lot of them are not familiar with the McCreary racing tire that we run here. It's a great tire. They always fall in love with it. But they want to get some laps on it, so we do a test and tune. And the best part is, Lenny, it is free grandstand admissions. Anybody within driving distance, or if you're coming to the Motor Mile Masters, why not come a day early? Spend Friday afternoon with us, sit in the stands, watch the drivers uh, shake down their cars, get ready for the big event on Saturday. And at the conclusion of the test and tune on Friday night, we have a beautiful young lady and an awesome band uh, playing in our bar area afterwards. So great way for everybody to mingle, relax, kick back. It's well received by the drivers and fans. And who knows, you might see your best uh, favorite short track racer in the country. Wow. Motor Mountain Masters promoter from Jennerstown Speedway, Billy Rebar on the profabrication.com hotline, getting us tuned up for the August 7th Motor Mountain Masters up there in Pennsylvania. Going to be something you talk about a test and tune on Friday, but uh, right in the bar area there, isn't that where you have those adult slushies? Oh, that's right, Lenny. Can't beat the 16-ounce adult slushies just for uh, $5. And I mean, my personal favorite is the Jamaican Me Happy. But uh, they're well-received on from everyone here at the Speedway. How can folks get tickets to uh, come to uh, Jennerstown to see the Motor Mountain Masters on August 7th? They can visit our website at jennerstown.org, or we will have plenty of tickets available at the gate. So if you're one of those that like to wait the day of, uh, we can accommodate you in the office the day of. How about camping and places to stay? Well, we're pretty unique in that fact. Uh, if you choose to camp at the Speedway, we do not charge anything for camping. So if you want to tow in a camper or motorhome, we can accommodate you there. And we have great partners over here in Somerset, PA. Uh, great hotels, the Comfort Inn, the Fairfield Inn, the Hampton Inn, all great places to stay. If you visit our website, uh, you'll see the official lodging partners. If you mention Jennerstown Speedway, they'll give you a discount on your stay. And really excited for everything they do for us, for travel and tourism, and our partners at the Laurel Hylers Visitors Borough. Motor Mountain Masters, Saturday, August 7th. Get to Jennerstown, and if you're too far away, you can tune into pitroad.tv for the presentation from Rack Hunter and CorvetteParts.net. Billy Rebar, thanks for joining us. Fans, stay with us. 
All right, fans, joining us now is Jeremy Mayfield. Jeremy, I want to thank you for being with us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, buddy. Thank you for having us on, and uh, uh, really excited about coming up here and seeing you guys. Well, now, well, well, for the new listeners we have, we want to mention your former NASCAR driver, but currently uh, focusing on some short track racing. And I know you have a dirt car, but I'd like to talk about the deal up at Jennerstown for the Motor Mountain Masters. Big race. Uh, I think this is the fifth year. Some of the premier drivers in the United States are going to be there. And I think it's wonderful that you got this deal together with Mark Smith. But I'd like to know how it happened. Well, it was, um, I don't know, probably about, I'd say, three or four months ago, maybe even longer than that, um, Mark had reached out and, and wanted to know if he wanted to come up and run his car and said that, um, I think Kale Gale was driving it before and, and Kale couldn't make this uh, one particular race and uh, I wanted to know if I would drive it and I said, sure, heck yeah, we'll do it. So we uh, we agreed on this a long time ago and, and now that's gotten closer, everything's getting uh, more exciting for us, so I think everybody's hearing about it, but... Uh, I just appreciate the opportunity that Mark's given me to, to come up there and do that and, and be able to, to see that place. I've never been to Jennerstown, but I've heard a lot about it and been watching it on uh, on YouTube and stuff, and watching bike races and stuff in the past, and uh, really excited about coming up there. And you've seen some of the guys that you'll be competing with. It's the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. I'm sure anytime you have a, a big late mile race anywhere, it seems like anymore, you know, there's always great drivers there and there's you know up and coming young drivers that run good and it's just uh it'll be a i'm sure it'll be a great race and and, and good race for the fans and uh it'd be competitive i'm sure and and like i said anytime you you got a big race like that a lot of people show up from everywhere well mark smith's got a lot of history at jennerstown as a driver won a lot of races and uh, the car you'll be in the car 44 is a good car also been to victory lane now they'll have a practice the night before will you be able to get up earlier to do some practice uh, for the for the race yeah i think we're coming up wednesday night or or maybe thursday morning something like that and um I think we're going to test Thursday and then and then Friday and then I guess race on Saturday. So not sure exactly what schedule it is for sure, but I'm pretty sure we'll be there Thursday. Well, what you'll like best, Billy Rebar's a promoter there. Uh, him and and the owners uh, they run a beautiful facility. They're very their hospitality is amazing. And any time a driver comes the first for their first race, it's like wow, this is nice. I'm coming back. So I think you'll probably feel the same way. Now the car that. Uh, Mark has. Have you been in any of these uh, type asphalt cars? Oh yeah, that's that's kind of what I grew up around. You know, I raced in Nashville, and you know that's why I run down there was late models. And and over the years, I've done you know several late model races and stuff. And uh, then I run open wheel modified, you know, for a few years, and then I run my dirt car late models. So yeah, I'm used to these type cars, and and I really like them. And like I said, that's kind of what I started in. You know, way back in in Owensboro, Kentucky. You know, the, uh, Kentucky Motor Speedway. That's what we run late models, so uh, I'm very familiar with them and understand you know how they work and all that stuff. So I'm I'm excited about it, and and I can already tell you I, I already want to come back up there. I haven't even been there yet, so I'll, <laughs> I'm already telling you I'm ready to go back. So uh, it'll it'll be fun. Fans, we're talking to Jeremy Mayfield. Uh, a little bit about your uh, dirt car. Uh, where do you run that, and what's the schedule like? Yeah, I haven't run that much this year. Um, I'm getting ready to start running uh, quite a few races, uh, hopefully at the end of the year, you know, several. But we run, like, uh, down in Georgia, Livonia, Georgia, Tacoa, Georgia, um, let's see, Gaffney, you know, Cherokee. And, uh, and I want to run a few races at Harris Speedway with their close by. Uh, just a lot of, you know, races in this area. There's just tracks everywhere you can run these dirt cars on. And 
Um, it just seems like dirt racing is so strong right now, you know, and, and lay mile racing for sure. Um, you can just about go anywhere and, and, and see a dirt, dirt race any, really any night of the week, really. So, uh, there's several places we can run at, but we're going to stay in this little area right here for right now. What kind of chassis do you have? I've got a Barry Wright. I had a Rocket, and um, and now I got a Barry Wright, and and uh, we'll see what happens. I haven't run it yet this year, but hopefully it'll it'll work good for us. If not, we'll we'll be over there knocking on uh, Bobby's door, Bobby Bonning. Hopefully, when we get some Longhorn someday. So, uh, who knows? That's uh, kind of interesting that Bobby got so involved in dirt racing after his career. Yeah, I know Bobby's a great guy. He uh, I seen him in Nashville and kind of caught up on some stuff, and um, just super great guy, and and, and Terry and. Justin, all those guys over there at Longhorn do a great job on the cars, and and really have done a, a really made a huge impact on dirt racing in general, just by you know building the cars like they do, and and um, you know they're probably the best in the country right now, and 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 probably will be for a long time. So uh, they've definitely made an impact on dirt racing for sure. Well, Jeremy Mayfield, I want to thank you for being with us. I want to wish you good luck up at the Masters. Is there anything you'd like to add? Anything we haven't touched? Uh, I just like to invite all the fans out. You know, whoever um, wants to go watch a good race, be sure to be at Jennerstown next weekend, and uh, I'm sure it'll be fun and, and be a great, uh, great opportunity to come out and see the drivers and, and, and watch a good race. I thank you again, and good luck. Yeah, thank you. This portion of Wrapping on Racing was brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For information about upcoming events at Jennerstown Speedway, check out Jennerstown.org. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. 
every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania. Their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. All right, listeners, joining us now is Barry Audi, the point leader up at the Jennerstown Speedway in the late models. Barry, good evening. How are you? All right, thanks. This is kind of an interesting scenario. I, I called Casey Flegel to interview him. I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm over at uh, Barry's garage helping him. And uh, I thought, well, gee whiz, when we're done with your interview, maybe I can do one with Barry. Uh, <clears throat> want to talk about your season. Currently leading the points. You have one win, eight top fives, ten top tens. But there were 11 events. What happened on the one event? Did you have a DNF? No, I just was was bad. It was the car was we was dealing with some handling issues. I find that hard to believe. I mean, I believe you, but I find it hard to believe because generally, I mean, you're in the zone. It doesn't matter where you're running; the car goes around there like it's on a rail. Well, I think what we what I found out at first of all was shocks, but here I think I had a spring coil bonding on me. Yeah. One of the things, and I, w- I was telling Casey, when I would go up in the stands and see your mom, I'd always stop to say hi. She said, he's spending too much time helping other guys. I want him to just help himself, but I don't think that's in your DNA. Right. I mean, that's with, like, Casey, Will, Bert, I mean, whoever, you know. I mean, it's, it, you know, a lot of people and, and help them all out, you know. It was inevitable that you were going to get into racing because of your dad. And one of my favorite moments at Jennerstown was when I got thrown out of Schmuckers for trying to put Snooky Williams into the wall. I actually, <laughs> I came up and parked next to your dad, and that was in the late 60s, and we were friends until he passed. One of the greatest guys in racing, and just like you, he helped everybody. Yep, I just actually just got off the phone with Larry Hamburger a little bit ago, and I told him next week I'll put some bow springs in Will's car, and that should be good for him for the, for the rest of the year. Well, when Larry and I were talking two or three visits ago, uh, he was telling me about all the things he did with your dad, and when they had all these, he said like 40 or 50 Monte Carlo bodies on a piece of property somewhere. Uh, yep, yep, down below the shop. Yep. Yeah, wanted to make sure they didn't run out of cars. Jeez. I think at one winter, uh, weld, I welded up uh, 11 roll cages for cars that year. I, I was in charge of the cages, and they did the, the rest of the stuff. I had a jig built to put them cages together. Now, bring me up to speed. I don't know whether I'm on the right page, but didn't they have to use a hoist to get either the engines or the cars out of a lower level in the garage? Out of the dungeon, yeah. That, when it first started that, it was underneath the office. They called it the dungeon, and that's where Dad would get down into 
to build the motors and stuff, and there was no, there was just like a drop hole to get down in there. <laughs> getting, getting them out was a challenge. Yeah, well, you can do top secret stuff down there. <laughs> yeah. Now, other than the driving and helping the other people, when Dad was racing, did you have any uh, jobs uh, with his team? Oh, yeah, yep, yep. Well, what were they? What's that? I didn't. What were some of the jobs you did when Dad was racing and you were crew? <laughs> oh, oh, oh! When I was younger, you just clean the mud off and stuff, and you know, until you get older and you learn stuff. I remember I was helping him put a motor together, and and uh, he called it a bump stick. Why? Well, it was a, it was actually a camshaft in a cardboard sleeve, and I grabbed it and didn't uh, catch the end of it, and the cam went flying out in a, on the floor. I got hell for that, but I didn't. He said a bump stick, so. I didn't know it was a camshaft in there, <laughs> should, but I got I got help for that one. Should have been a little more specific. I think most yeah, yeah, exactly. most guys in racing uh, start out as mud scrapers, and uh, that's yep. that's the way it works. Um, the first the first time in the pits, I actually crawled up underneath the car on the trailer. We stopped for gas at the gas station right there. I crawled up in and then rode because I wasn't old enough to get in, so I actually rode rode in on the hanging on the car and on the back of the trailer. And then when we got the ramps out, I come out with the ramps. That was my first trip. (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody in racing has had a situation. I know way back, there was a gang of us, we were all 16 years old, and two of my guys went in in the trunk of my car, which was flat-toeing our racer. Same thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You got to improvise, you know. You're right. Yep, yep. You got in there, anyhow. Now, you've had so many special moments in racing, but is is there one that really stands out for you? Uh, actually, the, the last day my dad was alive when I won I won that feature that night, and at least I, you know, at least the last time he got to watch me, you know, won. You know, I saw that. Matter of fact, I still have it. I the, the picture of you and Dad in Victory Lane, pretty special. How yep. about? How about maybe the most embarrassing moment in racing? I know. I just told this. I was there at McClellan's Garage last night, and we were talking about on dirt getting up in the up in the marbles. And uh, I was leading the race, and and went to lap a car and got up too high and got in that and spun out while I was leading, and that was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> and um, then I ran a dirt race on a Thursday night. I forget where it was at. And I went to Motordrome friday and raced on asphalt and we had time trials and and uh, i thought i was still on dirt while i spun around in time trials so that was kind of <laughs> embarrassing too well you had success at motordrome and at jennerstown probably one of the winningest drivers currently in asphalt late model racing in this area when the uh when all the big guns come in like for the uh the masters uh does your game plan change any uh, wh- wh- what's the mindset there well, the first the first year we didn't really change nothing, and we won it. And then the next year they come in, and we were gonna we we're gonna step it up. You know how you outsmart your, yourself, you know. So I think this year we're just gonna let it alone. <laughs> just go up with what we have, you know. Fans, we're talking to yeah, Barry Audi, the uh, late model point leader at the Jennerstown Speedway. Didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, I just uh, this year I think we'll just go up with what we have, and that way we don't. Sometimes you outthink yourself, so we'll just um, go up and see what we got. I mean, it's harder. These guys nowadays. Actually, I was talking for, to Harley from Port City 
uh, at the cars race there. And I said, boy, back in the day, I used to run like just a pair of 300 springs in the front and 200, 175 in the back and set of pro shocks. And, and it was in the driver's hands. Now you got smash machines and, and load numbers and, you know, shock dynos. And it's just so technical compared to what it used to be. It's kind of, these guys do it for a living. We just do it on the side. So it's, it's kind of hard to compete against them, you know. I liked it better when the guys built their own cars and you didn't have to have a $1,000 shock absorber to be competitive. You got four on exactly. a car. You got four yep, on a car and four in the trailer. That's $8,000. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. And then, and, and this, no kidding, I, uh, somebody gave me a program from 1992, and Glenn Galt, uh, the fast time for that night was 1822, and, uh, and these guys didn't turn that fast. For the cars race, and we had, we just had nine to ones with three ninety carburetors on them. You know, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Technology's a lot, but I don't. It makes you wonder. <laughs> we ain't going that much faster. What would be a pretty good season for Barriotti? Uh just keeping one piece and keep keep going. And I actually enjoy watching Casey, Will, and Burkholder and all them guys. You know, it's you know them guys all doing good. You know, that's your next generation in racing, and and. Um, it's good to see them guys all doing good. The camaraderie there among the uh, competitors is amazing. And uh, you lead the pack when it comes to helping people. But I've seen so many occasions where competitors maybe bumping wheels, maybe they had an issue on the track, but when they come in the pits, they could help each other out if they need it. And I find that very, very satisfying. Right, right. There's a lot more to race. And, you know, I mean, a lot of people don't get it, but, you know, Dad taught me the right way years ago. Glenn Geisler, I said to him one time when he was uh, going to get out of the seat, he was going to retire. Uh, I said, are you going to quit going to the races? He said, if I quit going to the races, I won't have any friends because that's where all my <laughs> friends are at the track. So he still has his, uh, he's still involved in it with Alex Free and that's working out pretty good. How about if we take a minute and thank your sponsors? Uh, the, the Wheeler family, uh, Stoystown Auto Wreckers, uh, Total Mobility, uh, Hampton Inn, uh, boy, I got so many of them, Rustic Woods, uh, Pizza Hut, uh, North Star Equipment, uh, Morocco Welding, uh, Pennsylvania Propane, probably missing a couple, but yeah, thanks to, I mean, I have a lot of good people that help me out, you know. When you think about the owners, the team of owners, and Billy Rebar, and what they've done for Jennerstown Speedway, it's incredible. It's the premier asphalt track on the East Coast. And when all these travelers come in from all over, if they've been there before, they know what to expect. If they're there the first time, it's like, wow, this place is nice. Yeah, we realize, don't we? people don't understand how spoiled we are that we have this nice a place to go to every week. Yeah. Okay, any closing thoughts? Have we covered? Oh, what about your pit crew? Yeah, Don. Don's in the garage here with me, and Jimmy Braunyock and Bobby and them. Yeah, that's, but we got, like on Saturdays, like you said, you don't have no friend. I mean, there's probably 10 to 15 people stop, you know, just to bullshit and hang out and stuff like that, you know, on any Saturday or whatever, you know. So, yeah, like you said, it's a lot of, you, you have a lot of good friends in racing. Well, I want to thank you for being with us and wish you continued success. All right. Thank you very much. Good talking to you. 
Saturday night racing entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. The Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. The Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns. And the Crawford Auto Repair 4 Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series. The Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series. The Rush Sportsman Modifieds. The Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series. The Rush Wingless Sprints. Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds. And the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers competed late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And now more Rappin' on Racing with your host Don Gamble and Jim Zufall.
Wow, Saturday night at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. What a beautiful night for autograph nights. Skies were perfect. The crowd was great, and our, all of our competitors came down on the track, and the Sharpies were flying with autographs, checkered flags, uh, toys and games and <laughs> cookies and candy and giveaways of all sorts. Was All the competitors brought their cars down on the tracks. They met the kids. They met the adults, and it was a great night on the track for the autograph night. Also a great night of racing. We brought out our Rorick automotive rush dirt late models and kyle lucon picks up the win kyle lucon and levi kroll they were first and second they're both in town uh, certainly checking out the track and tuning up for next week's jokes george steel city classic zach gunn was third daryl charlier fourth jake gunn was fifth sixth through tenth were cole patrell zach morrow bill kessler philip bubeck and tom klein and when it was all over kyle lucon met up with rapid on racing's tyler harris in victory lane Kyle, you were cool as a cucumber pulling up here to the uh, victory lane. It seemed like you, you were pretty confident that you had the car to get the job done tonight. Uh, honestly, that first uh, two-lap run or whatever it was at the very beginning, uh, I knew we had a really good piece whenever we were able to run the outside. Uh, this place has been so bottom-dominant this year and hammered down. It was nice to have a feature. You didn't quite have to be wide open the entire time, so you can move around a little bit and uh, use a track and you need to go high-low, whatever. Uh, worked out uh got a little nervous there whenever daryl slid me on that restart but uh had to check up and fell back to fourth and figured i threw the whole race away but uh the car was really good i uh, gotta thank andre layfield uh talked to him between the heat and the feature to try and figure out some of our issues uh just make the car a little bit better i mean we were good in the heat but uh just wanted to be able to be more maneuverable and and it definitely helped out uh can't thank everybody enough rob freshhour i haven't seen him in years uh, used to race out here. He he stopped out tonight. He's been helping us out. Uh, my dad, without him, none of this is possible. So uh, just want to thank everybody that come out for fan appreciation night. It was nice meeting a lot of the people and uh, signing a lot of autographs, giving away drinks and snacks, and uh, hope everybody had a lot of fun. Yeah, you weren't kidding about the car being in good shape. You were at one point a one full second faster than second place runner Zach Gunn, and you have dealt uh, over a six and a half second lead. It's got to feel good to know that your car is in really good shape for the Joke George Steel City Classic coming up next weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we brought out a different car this weekend. This isn't the car we usually run here. Uh, got a little bit fresher motor. We were hoping it would help us out with the hammer down track conditions. And finally got the car freed up enough. And I, I never guessed I was that much faster than Zach. He's, he's been pretty fast this year. Uh, even when I haven't been here watching lap times and everything. So uh, it's, it's nice to know you can go out and be faster than those cars that are good week in and week out. And uh, being able to build a big lead like that, uh, that, that, like you said, that's a big confidence booster going into next week. Uh, hopefully we have something for those guys. He won on opening night, got the job done there. He picks up his second one of the season here at Pittsburgh. Number 39 of his career. Give it up for your feature winner of the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, Kyle Lucon. Probably the most exciting division at PPMS in the last couple of years is the Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. And once again, for a second or third time this year, Frank McGill winds up in victory lane in the 05 car. Cody Catellis, Kayla McManus, Ben Anton, Matt Bernard wrapped up the top five. John Kane, Joe Anthony, John Hollister, Cody Bahana, and Cody Tokarski made up the top ten in the Hobby Stocks. And when it was all over, Frank McGill, he also met up with Tyler Harris in Victory Lane. 
Frank, congratulations. You had your handful there, man, with Cody Catellis. You guys kind of uh, flip-flopped a little bit last week. Catellis was the winner. You finished second to him this week. You take the win. It's got to feel good to be back in victory lane. Yeah, it feels good, especially when there's competition out there that you're actually battling with. It's fun and it's competitive, so... This is your seventh win in this division. It's come pretty quick coming from the Hobbit, from the uh, Young Gun division. You were the 2018 champion. So uh, the learning curve hasn't been too much of a difficult challenge for you. Yeah, the rear-wheel drive cars are a little different because they go uh, sideways in the turns. But you just got to learn car- throttle control, and then it's easy from there. Talk to me about some of the sponsors and some of the crew that helps make this happen for you. you got a slew of people back there every single week to help you out. I'd like to thank a Engineering, Engine by Pole Jack, Whore Hut Trees, Harge Automotive Repair, Elizabeth Lawn and Landscape, uh, Clean Line, and then I'd like to dedicate this win to 15B. Obviously, we want to take some time to enjoy this win, but coming up in later next month in September, you got the Hobby Stock Invitational ahead of you on September 11th. It's got to feel good knowing that your car's in a pretty good chance or a pretty good shape to put it yourself in victory lane. Yeah, we're trying to get them dialed in and all that, but it's, so far it's going too good. We just got to get rid of our bad luck. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for your feature winner of the Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stock Division. It is the 05 of Frank McGill. In the Admar Penn, Ohio Pro Stocks, it was Todd Weldon picking up the win. Brian Hutchko, second. Nick Kachuba, third. Jacob Billick, Zach Steele, Tanya Charlier, and Pete Laurier wrap up the field for the Pro Stocks. In the Crawford Auto Repair, four cylinders. April 10 and out of Colliers, West Virginia, driving a car normally driven by Noah Bubeck. Bubeck out of town for a while. April 10 picking up the win in the 2B car. Over her husband, Bill Tennant, both out of Collier's West Virginia. John Gill, who's heading to Eldora Speedway this weekend for a four-cylinder race, tuned up at Pittsburgh, and he did well, showing up with a third-place finish. Lucas Weaver and Matt Kiesel make up your top five. Six through ten were Travis Corbin, Eric Reynolds, Craig Rudolph, Derek Quigley, and Preston Cope. In the always safe young guns it was once again logan catellis seven victories this year for young logan catellis cameron hollister strong runner is hollister it's going to be logan catellis or cameron hollister just about every week here in the young gun division lately it has been catellis in the 5k he takes the win hollister second travis clark brand new to this deal in the young guns he finishes an impressive third another impressive finish for emmy Boone, she finishes in her 14 car fourth. Then Gavin Kokalis, Sadie Snatchko, and Kirsten Chernick wrapped up the field in the always safe Young Guns. Next week, it's the Juke George Steel City Classic. Uh, Brandon Lockwich was here with us on Saturday night, and he had a whole lot to say about that. I know he's also been on, he'll wrap it on racing and another part of this evening's show. And also, we're joined by Lernerville TV. Lernerville TV branches away from Lernerville Speedway to uh, go out on the road, if you will, and they will be here broadcasting the race, the Juke George Steel City Classic race, along with our sole support division, our Hobby Stock Division will be here. Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stock serving as our sole support division here on Saturday nights. So be sure to be here or check it out on Lernerville TV if you can't be uh, in town. Certainly let everybody know out of town that Lernerville TV will be broadcasting the Juke George Steel City Classic coming up this Saturday night, August 7th. For Rapping on Racing, I'm Jim Zufall. This portion of today's program is brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. 
Racers for Tots is a nonprofit organization composed of a group of racing enthusiasts who have come together to raise money through various fundraisers and raffles to purchase toys for children in need during the Christmas season. Founded in 1999, Racers for Tots has raised over $2 million to purchase toys and bicycles for children in need across western Pennsylvania. Racers for Tots donates to Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh, the Children's Institute of Pittsburgh, the Salvation Army, Father Ryan's Outreach Center, Children of Murder Victims, Catholic Charities, Bikes for Children with Autism, and any local organization that benefits families with children in need. This year, the organization will celebrate 21 years, and there are many local and regional raffles and fundraisers planned. And if you see the Racers for Tots car at your local Speedway, be sure to purchase a $10 ticket for a chance to win the Racers for Tots grand prize, a brand new rocket race car. This car is valued at about $50,000. For additional information, call 412-952-4723 or go to info at racersfortots.org. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company. Currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal, the people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. And now, back to more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tom Lang. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. All right, fans, joining us now with some drag racing news is Tom Lang. Tom, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Don. It's a pleasure to join you, as always. Likewise. I know that, like me, you see some young drivers making their name in the sport, and it brings back memories of the fathers of those drivers and sometimes grandfathers. 
Yeah, Don, uh, for those of us who have a lot of years of experience in this sport, uh, that's a nice way of saying we're getting old. Uh, there are certain moments that have a way of making us feel old. Uh, I experienced one of those moments last weekend when I was watching the replay of the NHRA Sonoma Nationals. 25-year-old Aaron Stanfield won pro stock at that event. It brought back memories of racing against his father, Greg, back in the 90s in the NHRA pro stock truck class. And... Watching Greg racing in Superstock prior to the Pro Stock truck deal. But as I sat and pondered racing against Greg, what really hit me was I remember when Greg was an up and coming young man taking after his own father, Howard, who was quite successful in his own right in the sportsman classes of drag racing. And it, it just got me thinking about how many people out there that, uh, you know, it's common to see the kids of the guys that you raced against or, you know, were involved with in the sport when you see their kids start to grow up and get into sport. But when you start to see the grandkids, uh, I don't know. I, I, I've seen an awful lot of young people, but now it's kind of scaring me that there's a third generation. I'm sure you've run into a lot of that in your own right. The most classic example would be Lou Blaney. Dave Blaney, Ryan Blaney, and uh, I cherish all the memories. Yeah, and the sport has a way of bringing the young people along in the sport, too. You know, a, a lot of successful drivers, their kids, learn how to be successful from them. And then they go on to be successful, and they pass on those same values, just like you mentioned, the Blaney's. You know, you, you look at Lou what, the all-time winningest dirt driver in this area? You look at Dave, all the success, actually Dave and Dale, the success they had in sprint cars, and then Dave driving all those years in Winston Cup, and you look at where Ryan's at now. Uh, we always talk about the family values of the sport, and there's a perfect example of it right there. Uh, matter of fact, some other people I've known, uh, Brad Anderson is a well-known a supplier of cylinder heads and blocks. A lot of the alcohol cars and fuel cars used his stuff uh, through the 90s and up to today. Well, his daughter, Shelly, drove a uh, blown alcohol dragster. She drove a top fuel dragster. And I remember when she won her first race in top alcohol dragster was at uh, 91 in Atlanta when I was uh, racing with Mike Kosky. And we went over and talked to her at the scales. It was so cool seeing her win her first national event. She went on to marry Jay Payne, also a successful alcohol racer and a pro mod driver. Well, now their daughter, Madison, is driving an injected nitro car and top alcohol dragster. And uh, I went and found a picture of her on the Internet, and she is this spitting image of her mother. It, it looks like you went back 25, 30 years ago and just took a picture of Shelly out of their press kit. But... Uh, so great uh, watching these young people make their way in this sport. How are we going to deal with it when the great-grandsons of these people or daughters are racing? <laughs> well, I fear that our memory by then, we won't remember the kids, the grandkids, the great-grandkids, the grandparents, 
uh, we'll be lucky if we know who we are. So <laughs> I, I don't think it's something we're going to have to deal with. Tom, I'd like to know your thoughts on the recent news about Tony Stewart and his engagement to NHRA top fuel driver, Leah Pruitt. Yeah, any fan of motorsports are probably aware that NASCAR legend Tony Stewart and top fuel driver Leah Pruitt uh, have announced their engagement. And the drag racing media, they've spent an awful lot of time talking about it. Uh, I understand the hype in the drag racing media when a superstar like Tony Stewart becomes involved in our sport in any way. Uh, I also understand the drag racing universe... uh, making an attempt to capitalize on the involvement of a celebrity like Stewart in our sport. But while we're tripping all over ourselves to fawn over Tony, let's make sure we're not overlooking the people who are already involved in the sport and what they may be doing. Uh, Truth be told, I think Tony Stewart's too smart of a businessman to spend his own money on a top fuel car. Leah drives for Don Schumacher, the owner of one of the biggest and most successful teams in NHRA drag racing. Don's son, Tony, has eight top fuel championships to his credit, but is currently without a ride due to a lack of sponsorship. You don't see Don or Tony opening up their checkbooks to fund a top fuel car. Uh, Frankly, Nitro Racing and NHRA, it's a train wreck when it comes to the economics of the sport. For a major team, the cost of doing business equates to roughly $15,000 every time the car goes down the racetrack. To win a national event, a car usually makes eight passes, four in qualifying and four in eliminations. That's roughly $120,000. The purse isn't fifty grand. Uh, I know there's some new kind of math that they're teaching in schools, but even by that math, spending $120,000 to win fifty does doesn't work. Now, with a superstar like Tony and a driver like Leah Pruitt working together, they have a better chance than most at bringing home some sponsorship money to a team. Uh, Obviously, with Stewart coming from the world of NASCAR, where big teams have huge budgets, he understands better than most people how to make budgets balance with expenses. Uh, Unfortunately, I think the lunacy with which NHRA teams light fire to money would make a guy like Tony reluctant to get involved. Uh, it's a lot cheaper for him to hang out in the pits while his fiance burns up somebody else's money. But uh, and you may have noticed in the news, Tony went to I believe it was the Hank or uh, Frank Hawley Drag Racing School to make runs towards getting a top fuel license. I don't believe he actually made the the final runs he needed to make uh, to get that license, but. Uh, you know, with all the different kind of race cars Tony Stewart has driven, I don't think Top Fuel would be something that he'd have a problem handling. So, uh, yeah, it's nice to have him in the sport, and uh, good luck to him and Leah in the future. So what's coming up this weekend? Uh, this weekend at Keystone Raceway Park, Real Painting Incorporating is uh, sponsoring the Junior Dragster Nationals. Uh, this is an event for the junior dragsters only, uh, no big car racing on those days. Uh, it's an opportunity for the kids and their cars to take center stage with the focus solely on them. Uh, Rick Rakoski, who used to put together a similar event at Thompson Raceway Park called the Junior Jam, is involved with this deal. Uh, I've been to a couple of Rick's races at Thompson. Uh, they were excellent events uh, with a lot more than just races for the kids. 
So uh, a special weekend at Keystone Raceway Park for the junior dragsters. Uh, they're going to be the center of attention. Okay, Tom, have we covered everything? Yes, sir, we have. Well, I thank you. You have a nice evening. Yeah, you do the same. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. All right, fans, up next is Lynn Geisler, Hall of Fame driver and car owner. Lynn, uh, Friday night was uh, pretty nice at Larnville. It was absolutely a beautiful night from the weather to the crowd to, to our success on the racetrack. You just couldn't ask for a better night. Yeah, he won the heat and the feature, and he'd get a nice lead and be pretty comfortable, and then there'd be a caution. And then uh, it would tighten the field up, and then all the big guns would be right there on his on his tail for each one. And, you know, I won't mention any names, but there were two member, two family members that brought out four cautions. So that made it a little tougher for Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. But it, it sort of... It sort of certified the win, put it that way. Yeah. You start out front, and if you just go on, you, you actually wonder, how would it be? But, hey, people had opportunities, and, uh, hey, it just was our night. I mean, he was on his game. Uh, the car was really good. Just couldn't have been any better. Well, a continuation from it being your night to this Friday's actually going to be your night again, and you do a thank you for all your sponsors. I'd like you to explain that. Yeah, it's, it's something that we've done periodically. We haven't done for a year or two, but we always try and get every, all the sponsors together where they actually get a chance to meet one another. And, uh, you know, realistically, it's a thank you to them from the team, but also you like to think they meet each other and uh, maybe uh, through their businesses or acquaintances or something can do some business together or at least uh, know who's, who's partnering on this car. And uh, that's all it turned out to be a good thing, and we are doing it again next Friday. Um, you know, we always have uh, Todd Puzz do the uh, barbecue and, and just a good chance to get everybody together. But and because we are mentioning it, um, it, is, it is a rain or shine thing where the races are a plus. It's really a chance to get the group together and uh, – we put some effort into getting it prepared, and rain or shine, we're, if, if need be, we'll use the pavilion just to enjoy the food and drink and friends, and uh, that's how we're going to do it. Now, we need to specify this isn't for the entire population of the Speedway. This is for your team and your sponsors. Yes, most people have, have been invited and uh, kind of know the drill, and uh, we do get through it from that standpoint. Um, yeah, you always... You always like not have to, but you have to control it a little bit. But it is definitely limited to the uh, partners on the car and, and some immediate friends that have always been there. I think at some point in time you should do a seminar on how to thank and keep your sponsors. The fact that you've had some of them 30 or 40 years, it's obvious you're doing something right. And one of the most frustrating things I see in racing is whether it's a banquet or victory lane, when the driver says, I want to thank my sponsors, they know who they are. And I'm thinking, for God's sakes, why don't you let everybody else know who they are? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's not an easy game, I, I, to be honest with you. But it's... For me, it was always it was always 
a good friendship thing as well as a sponsor or partner, whatever you want to call them. And those are the ones that seem to last. And uh, Alex has really taken a good part of it. Uh, we actually had uh, the American Legion there from West Deer last night, and uh, he was gracious enough to come up and introduce himself. And they, they were really happy that he came up and met them, being his first year on the job, so to speak. Well, I saw, I watched the race here. I'm obviously, I'm in North Carolina. I watched the race and I thought, boy, there's an awful lot of people there from West Deer. And then I saw the banner and I thought, oh my gosh. Uh, but, you know, it's it's all part of the community and the racers are so good, whether it's with kids or, or families or community members or businesses. That's the ticket. And that's why you've been successful for 40 plus years. Well, I, I, I like to think so, but, uh, and, you know, not being remiss, I, I'd like to thank the uh, Almsler family for their uh, memorial race and uh, the little extra money that we got was definitely appreciated. But, uh, and I know it was a rain out, so I'm hoping that their people got to make it because it was scheduled a couple weeks ago. But we'd like to thank them for participating. Well, and I, I thought it was nice the way uh, Alex thanked Dan Osmer for, uh, explaining so many of the things that the team had done and so many of the good drivers that drove for Art. It was just, it was a perfect night for your team, and I congratulate you for that. And uh, I know that your sponsors are looking forward to Friday. Uh, is there anything else we need to add, or have we covered the subject? No, I, I think we've done good. I just want to remind everybody, be sure and come hungry, because there'll be plenty of food. So uh, that's that's my end of it and again i'd like to thank you don for putting the effort in for helping me put this together i appreciate it you have a nice evening and we'll talk to you later okay thank you joining us in victory lane is tonight's winner in the late models alex free congratulations on the win it was our not our osmer memorial race but we'll get to that a little bit later had a great starting position up front the car has been good all year but how special was it to win one, not only for the for the team this year, this is a new endeavor you have, you know, partnering with Len Geisler, but to see Jack Crowell in victory lane, it had to be special. Oh, yeah, especially here at Lernerville. I mean, the amount of things Jack's done here at Lernerville over the years with Cochran is just, you can't even put it, uh, words to it for how much stuff he's done for racing in our area. I mean, it's just been amazing what those guys, what Cochran and Jack have done for us. So and it's really cool to get him in victory lane, especially here. Uh, see Lynn in Victory Lane here because I mean he's got uh, 100 wins or something, no plus. I mean he's a way up there. So seeing him in Victory Lane here, um, it's it's awesome. See the big smile on Jack's face was cool. So the, the track tonight, you could pretty much run anywhere. It was more bite on the bottom than traditionally the top. But you know starting up front, you had Kenny there early on. He was definitely we know Kenny's always going to be you know the bottom feeder down on there, and you were running well through. Uh, one and two from the middle. Then you went up earlier in the race up top, and you just, you really are hitting your marks. Three and four, you're running a groove up top. But when you, as a driver, when you have the cautions that you do, it, it changes everything. And then, it, you know, it also changes the, what, what the tires are going to do. Yeah, there was the one there with, like, three to go, four to go. I didn't really want to see. Uh, when it gets clo that close to the end, not that they do stupid things, but people are a little willing to take a couple more chances than if it's a little the cautions earlier in the race. So that last one really... Makes you think and makes you, you know, do everything right. Dot all your I's and cross all your T's because you make one mistake, they're all right there and they're going to capitalize on it on top of that. So, yeah, I didn't really want to see them because I felt like I had a good rhythm going. 
And uh, but the one, the, I think the first or second one I actually did like because I was in pretty heavy lap traffic. So it was nice to see that too because I didn't know where they were at behind me if they were right behind me or because lap traffic. I mean, the, the leader always has the the hard time. Yeah, the disadvantage. Second gets a little bit more of an advantage. So you know, I was, I was happy to see that first one, but after that, I, yeah, I didn't want to see any more. We were talking about that with four laps to go. We had Kenny, Jarrett, and then uh, uh, Col Colton Flinter there. And you kind of go, like, I'm up in the media center, and I'm trying to figure, I'm in Alex's head, is the, what's he going to do? And I'm thinking, well, he's been good on the bottom. He's been good on top. He knows Colton's going to take the top. And if I take the, if I take the top, then Kenny's going to have the bottom, and Jarrett's behind her. So it's kind of like a mind game. And then fortunately for you, Colton kind of spun the tires and backed up Kenny and uh, – a Jarrett there and that was that really helped you with those last four to go yeah I didn't know that happened I was expecting something in the one there a little bit I was trying to protect the bottom because I knew Colton if he had a run would do a throw a slider I mean he's pretty good at him I, I don't like him a whole lot but he's good at, th at doing them and throws them clean and I it, I was waiting for it but he never came so I was like oh cool and I knew he likes the top but I you know I'm good on top I was good on the bottom one two good at top three and four so I was just trying to protect my line and run what I wanted to do well, traditionally, you know, you guys were the first feature. It's going to blacken up in one and two, and there still was there. It was dark down in one and two, three and four, not so much. But you were so good up top in three and four. Yeah, the top of three and four was really, really good for me. Good coming off of four, especially. I felt the car was awesome up there. So I, the car was really good tonight. I can't say enough about this Cochrane car. Like Geister gives me a rocket chassis, uh, Cornet engine. I mean, things uh, Fox shocks. It was really good tonight. You know, speaking of things that were good, you know, you're wearing. You know, you're black and orange tonight. And, you know, a little special memory. You know, Art Osmer, you raced against Art. Your dad raced against Art. It's just, plus it was a little extra money tonight. I think it was some $1,200, which is, you know, Dan put this thing together. It, it's it's special to him. You know, you know Art and Wes, you know, were big supporters of this track. And, and, and truly both gentlemen in the pits. Oh, yes. They were they're great people. Dan's great people still. I mean, it, that whole family was, was great people. I mean, and the amount of guys that they had drive for them over the years, and, and good drivers drove for long periods of time in that car. I mean, you know, Chuck Kennedy and I, Flinter was in it, I know, more than a couple times. And Flinter also ran into it more than a couple times, too, over the years. John, but, I mean, that's just John, too. Uh, he was an excellent driver in South Run Right. But, I mean, there's a shorter list of who wasn't in that car than there was who is. I mean, that, that thing was just a staple here for how for decades so it was it was an honor to win this race and i mean like you said uh art and west were just they were really nice people they do they give you a shirt off their back if you needed it you finally got the monkey off the back all year you've been close here you've had some wins up at marion center again multi-time champion a lot of wins here but to pick up one now for the geisler free team had to feel really really good yeah especially here like i said i mean lynn's had lynn and cochran here are, are the mainstay of Lernerville for as long as i can remember and, and longer than that i mean the amount of wins lynn has and the amount of wins and the support cochran's made here at this track so winning for in this car at this track has been it's cool especially tonight with ours osmer deal on top of it it was just it was an honor the thing i'll take most of it from you know i was watching up at the media center and for you to be there in victory lane with your two boys, how special was that? I mean, it just, I could see from 400 yards away the smile on your face. Yeah, it's, I, that's the first feature Theo's been to. I mean, victory lane. First victory lane Theo's been to, my youngest son. So that was cool to get that one. Uh, I've been trying to all year. He's Marion Center's a little bit of a drive, so it's a little hard to get them up there some nights. They've been there, just not when I won. But, uh, yeah, so it was, it was cool to get that done tonight and, and 
have him up there. It was awesome to have pictures with my son and my wife. Sons. When you took this endeavor, that was one of the things we talked about earlier in the season, to be able to have your family here and witness it. So congratulations on win number one here at Lernerville. Hopefully there's many more the rest of the year, Alex. Thank you. I hope so, too. Saturday night, racing entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. The Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. The Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns. And the Crawford Auto Repair Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series. The Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series. The Rush Sportsman Modifieds. The Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series. The Rush Wingless Sprints. Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds. And the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Jook George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. 
Listeners, I'm currently sitting beside promoter of the Joke George Memorial Steel City Classic. His name is Brandon Lockwich, also known as Cletus. And once again, we are actually sitting here in the press box at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway one week ahead of the 32nd annual event as Fan Appreciation Night is going on down on the uh, on the front stretch. So, Brandon, let's uh, take this opportunity to take some time to talk about your, your event that you promote each year coming up here next week on August 7th. Um, it's shaping up to be a pretty big event. It's actually shaped up to be one of the biggest rush events in the uh, Western PA region. You could almost say in the tri-state region. Um, so talk to me a little bit about the event and uh, what can fans and what people who come or watch on Lernerville TV expect to see uh, for the 30-second running? Yeah, Tyler, first I just want to thank you and Don for having me on the show, giving me a chance to talk. Look, Looking forward to next Saturday, August 7th here at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. We're going to hold the 32nd annual Joke George Memorial for the Rush Touring Series. As of today, it's going to be $6,010 to win. Um, the significance of the 10 is that was Joke's car number. So looking forward to a good show. I'm expecting probably 35 to 40 cars here next week. Going to be some heavy hitters in the field. I think it's going to be a, a good show. Hopefully the fans will come out and, and support this deal. Like I always say, I'm the face of the race, but really it's the people that contribute, all the people that support it sponsor-wise that really make it go around, and of course, Jook's family. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Not going to lie to you, I'm a little nervous. It's always usually a pretty rough week for me, the week of the Jook race, just worrying about everything, making sure I didn't miss anything. So, But uh, I think we're going to be good. It's looking forward to a good night. Yeah, it definitely helps too. Like like you said, you, you do get nervous, but this event over the past few years now, since you've taken over the promotership of it, um, has really taken its taken its course and it's really grown in, into something very substantial. Talk to me about how you got involved with the promotion of the event. Talk to me about the Jook family a little bit, the Jook George family a little bit. Yeah, I've known Jook's family. I, I started, my parents actually started bringing me here when I was only three years old. So that was in 1987. So I pretty much grew up at the track and, and I knew Jook, our family family was friends with his family so uh, know him his wife his son and daughter so always were always were close with them and you know I think some of my best memories of coming here when I was young wasn't actually the racing itself it was after the races when we got in the parking lot and basically just bench racing you know I was just a young kid but we'd be out here till the sun came up and you know Joke always had time for me he never never made me feel dumb for asking dumb questions so it, it takes on a personal meaning, like you said, knowing his family and such to, to be able to put this race together. And it, you know, it, it started in 1990 as the fall classic at that time. And then it turned into the Joke George Memorial in 1996 after he unfat- unfortunately passed away. So the race has been around for a long time. It started off in 1990 as 2000 to win, which at that time was for the limited late model class, which is now, of course, evolved into the crate late models. But in 1990, 2000 was a lot to win. So, but then as, as the years go on, you know how things go. People kind of fade away from the sport and such. And it really, it, it just turned into another regular show where it had the name Jook George Memorial, but it really didn't, it wasn't an event, so to speak. So um, I kind of got inspired by what Vince Laboon did for his dad when he created the, the highly successful Ed Laboon Memorial. And I thought, you know, at that time I had some friends that were driving in the, the Rush Late models. I thought it'd be cool for me to try to, to put a race on for them. So I started in 2015 but it really wasn't a a full-blown effort you know I just did it took a tried it for a month before the race to raise some money so and then honestly I thought it was just going to be a one and done like I was going to do it that year and and say hey I I did it and then that was it but 
it's, you know, every year I come back and, you know, with the blessing of Jokes family, it's just gotten bigger and better. And in, in 2017, I teamed up with Vicky Emig and Mike Leone from the Rush Late Model Series. And it's ever since getting with them, it's really just taken the event to another level because in my opinion, they're the premier crate series in the Northeast. So to have them there working with me and of course the Miley family, it's kind of, you know, everybody really just works together to build this event and it's, it's brought it to its current state where it's like you said, it's pretty much like a crown jewel of crate late model racing on the East coast. Yeah. And you talk about drivers that have, you know, made their way out to, to attend this race and to race in this race. And, uh, it doesn't just stop at rush drivers at crate late model drivers. A lot of the super late model drivers will decide to go ahead and strap into a car if they have the opportunity to, and go ahead and race this race. I guess the uh, prolific idea of that would be Michael Norris last year, jumping into a crate late model for the first time in his career, if I'm not mistaken, and taking the 2020 win. So quite impressive. And talk to me about some of the people that we can expect that, uh, that, you know, are coming. Obviously we can't uh, put out an entire list of people that are, co- that are still needed to come one week out, but you might have an idea uh, uh, especially through the sponsorships that you've received, the lap sponsorships. So give us an idea of some of the names that we can expect to to be in attendance here next week. Yeah, I'm, I've talked to Michael, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll be. I mean, things change, but I'm pretty sure he'll be back this year driving for his brother-in-law, Nico, to defend his title from last year. So we're excited to have him. Um, besides the normal PMS guys, you know, you got all the rush traveling guys, which Jeremy Wonderling, which who won the Herb Scott Memorial. Kyle Hardy will be here. He's won a bunch of uh, rush races. And then, you know, the thing is, it's it's kind of a loaded question you ask me because a lot of times, you know, guys show up that you don't really even think about. So it's I'm expecting some surprises to be here next week. Like you said, it wouldn't surprise me to see a super late driver or two show up. You know, we've had Alex Ferri running this race in the past, driving as a teammate to Kyle Lucon. Dan Angelikios ran the Juke race, Russ King. So, I mean, it's I'm looking forward to some surprises to show up, but... I think it's going to be a really, really, really stacked field. And any of the guys that are going to be in the race can win it, which, you know, that makes it even better. When you can go to a race and you can see a a 24 or 26 car starting field and you could say, man, any of these guys could win. Like as a fan and me, that's that would make it exciting. You know, it's it's pretty much wide open on what can happen or who can win. When we talk about some of the lap sponsors and the contingencies in this event, uh, talk to me about some of the highlights it would be for a driver to want to attend this event. What are some of the things that you are doing with this event, promoting this event that are, are making the drivers want to come out and support this race? Yeah, basically what we do is anyone that sponsors a lap, contributes a lap, which is $50, we give we have drawings where we give away 20 passes, compliments of Miley Motorsports, which we actually drew for today. So there's 10 pit passes and two grandstand passes that we give away. And then all also, there's a, the contributor bonus, which we'll, I'm sure we'll touch on later, but any driver that wins the race that financially contributed at least one lap will win a $1,000 bonus between myself and Miley Motorsports, and that actually came into effect in 2019, just kind of a way to reward the people that you know sp- support this event year in and year out with their money and, and showing up to race it. So, so far, the, the bonus has always been claimed, and, and greedily, <laughs> I hope it's claimed again this year because to me, it makes me feel good to, you know, to see someone reward it for believing in what i do with the event so it's it's good and then another thing we're doing new this year is i had an idea where i wanted to give back to the driver so i mean let's be honest that thousand dollar bonus is nice but that can only go to one driver who wins the race 
So if there's 40 cars here, that's only going to make one guy happy at the end of the night. So what I'm going to do this year is at the driver's meeting, we're actually going to pool for 20 drivers. And I'm actually going to give out of my own money $50 to each of those 20 drivers. So just something I could do, you know, to give back to the drivers that support me in this deal. Because really without them and, and Jokes family and all the support I get, it really wouldn't be what it is. Yeah, in comparison to some of these memorial races and these classic races that are coming out in, in honor of those who have passed that used to be involved in racing, that were involved in racing for many years, this is certainly one of the more unique ones in the sense that there's several different ways for drivers to earn money. It's not necessarily just through the purse. It's through different contingencies and bonuses set in place by uh, Cletus Motorsports and the Miley family. So it's definitely a unique event. Fans, if you're just tuning in, we are speaking with the promoter of the Joke George Steel City Classic, Brandon Locke, which also known as Cletus. This interview is running a little bit long, so we're going to cut to a quick commercial break to hear a word from our sponsors. When we return, we'll finish up with the second half of the interview. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Fans, welcome back to Rapid on Racing. We are speaking with the promoter of the Joke George Steel City Classic, Brandon Lockwich, also known as Cletus. So thanks for sticking around for the commercial break. We're going to go ahead and finish up with the second half of the interview. Let's talk about some of the new features also on top of this year where it is going to be broadcasted on Lernerville TV for the first time. Lernerville TV basically struck strictly out of Lernerville Speedway has decided to go ahead and broaden its horizons a little bit and take their equipment down to Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway to broadcast this event how exciting is that that the fans are who may not be able to be in attendance or you know uh, decide to just stay home and get to watch a race how, how cool is that, that that they have the chance to do that yeah i'm definitely excited about that because i've been trying to get this deal streamed for a couple years with like dirt on dirt and flow and for whatever reason it just it could never happen whether they were too busy weren't interested or whatever so i'm a big fan of what eric's doing with learnerville tv i'm i probably was one of the first subscribers when it came out last June so I, I think they do a good job so I just basically approached them and said hey like this is a goal of mine I've been trying to get this the Joke George Memorial race streamed for the last couple of years and I really haven't gotten anywhere and would you have any interest and you know he said let me talk it over with the Thompsons but there would be interest on my end we just got to clear all the clear cross all the I's and dot all the T's or however that saying goes but uh it, it worked out good. You know, Eric said that he would be interested in the Miley's are behind the deal and I'm behind the deal. But like you said, of course, we want everyone that can to actually come to the track and see the deal because there's nothing like being in the stands live. But if for whatever reason you can't make it or maybe a driver like say a Kyle Hardy is coming from Virginia and he has family that can't come all this way, they have the option to be able to, to watch that event streaming on Lernerville TV. So I think that's just another little wrinkle this year that's added a little bit more prestige to the event. And I'm sure Mike and Vicky with Russ 
Crusher just as thrilled to have that spotlight put on that event as well. So uh, kudos to everybody involved with making that happen. Also, too, just a reminder that the live stream that is typically on Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway website will not be available for that event. So if you are unable to attend, a single race pass will be made available for Learnerville TV or the monthly subscription as well. So multiple ways to be able to view that if you're not able to make it in attendance that evening. So, Brandon, let's go ahead and take this time to take the opportunity to talk about the event itself. Let's go ahead and talk about how this event is going to be structured. Let's go ahead and talk about how many laps it is and everything like that. I'll let you go ahead and speak a little bit more on that. Yeah, the, this is going to be a Rush Touring Series event. As Like I said, it's been since 2017, so it'll follow a typical Rush Touring Series race where the drivers, of course, will be broken into groups, hot lap, then they'll qualify, then run the heats, the dash, B-main, feature, etc. So it'll be ran like a, a typical Rush Touring Series race. So another cool thing about this, too, that I just wanted to touch on, if I can, is we have the John Beatty Memorial Dash. So what will happen is if, if there's four heat races, for example, the top two in each heat race will transfer onto the dash, and of course, course that's used to set the starting lineup for the Juke George Memorial but John Beatty was a longtime driver out here at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and he actually drove for Juke George and won Juke's only track championship here in 1990 so it's kind of neat to be able to honor John but it also ties in perfectly with Juke's race. Yeah, absolutely. And then also on hand for the event will be the priority equipment rental hobby stocks to two divisions of racing. And that kind of the reason for that is to basically highlight what this event has become for the Rush Crate Late models. And uh, so talk to me a little bit more about that decision to, to to bring this into a two division race. Yeah, it was just something that, you know, I think the Miley's and, and myself, like you just said, it's, it brings a little bit more recognition to the race. And, and also you don't want to have your main race of the night starting at 1030 because then you see people especially people that bring children to the track leave them before the the feature starts so with going just with two divisions that gives us enough leeway that if you know there has to be an intermission for track prep or if they have to prep the track before the heat races and it doesn't start right at at seven o'clock we're still in pretty good shape so it's and it's nothing against none of the other divisions i don't i don't want anyone to think that here's this interview um i love all the divisions here but it's just something basically the miley's you know we think that it would be good for that event to spotlight it because we want that race to roll off at a good time like you said Tyler and then everybody to be able to see it that's here obviously if things happen and you're not starting to feature till 11 that's not good Brandon, let's talk about the lap sponsors and how all that works, about how the event is basically being funded and um, and also talking about how the money doesn't go to you out of glory. It goes back to the drivers, as you've kind of alluded to earlier with giving $50 out of your pocket to, to some of these drivers. So talk to me about how all that works and how all the lap sponsors come about. Yeah, so basically the, the way that works is I do lap sponsorships where I sell laps for $50 a lap and it can you can go on any lap that you want because there's so many sponsors that there's multiple per lap, but all the money, like you mentioned, that I raise goes back into the person, the event. I don't take a cent. So basically anyone that puts $50 into the race will know that it's going back to the drivers, which which is what I want. You know, I want to reward these drivers and, and give them a good paying show. So it's important to me to, to be able to do that. But another good thing about it, too, is it's a way to kind of make the racing community feel like they're involved and they have a part in this, too. And I'm always quick to point out that, well, I might get all the praise and recognition, so to speak. To me, it's really not a big deal. I'm doing what I love to do to honor Jook's family and give these drivers a good show. So I enjoy what I do, but it's it's all the sponsors and all the people that you'll hear next week announced by Brian Spade that sponsor these laps. They're the real heroes in Jook's family because without them, 
this race would really not be anywhere near what it is. Yeah, and it's good. it's an event that's becoming very prolific, as as we've kind of alluded to already. It's it's evident not only through the promotership, but through the through the drivers as well. They they talk very highly of this event. So it's an event that is honoring a very good man um, with a personal relationship to you as well. So Brandon, this is a fifty lap event that is going to be uh, for the high, for the feature there, fifty laps for the Rush Late models, um, and that's another thing that kind of makes this a little bit more prolific because you know it, the difficulty of the race then kind of goes up fifty laps. I mean. It's not an easy task to do, especially at a big half mile like Pittsburgh. Uh, the track can definitely take to a lot of changes throughout the race. And uh, with that comes complications. So, you know, if the drivers hit the mark where they set their car up for late race or they miss the setup, it, it makes for a lot of drama. And a lot of times, too, with these races, you get two, sometimes three lines of racing at this track. So um, not just the contingencies and the bonuses and, and, the, and the payout and everything like that that makes this race exciting. The actual racing that goes into this event is just as exciting. Yeah, exactly. I would agree with that 110%. You know, just as you said, Tyler, it's 50 laps around Pittsburgh is a long time because it's a long track. So anything can happen. And like you said, on a normal Saturday night, these guys are running, you know, 20 lap features. So it's anything can happen. And it, I always throw it back to like Logan Roberson in 2019. He started 18th on the grid and he passed 17 cars and got the lead with 10 to go and the, the cool thing about that was he did it on the bottom most people think about pittsburgh you think running the wall you don't think about running the rail but he did that night and it was awesome to see and it's that's i'm personally a fan of the 50 lap race i know some people have given me flack for that thinking it should be 40 but i like the longer race because it puts a little bit more strategy into it you know like you said you set your car up for the beginning do you set your car up for the end so and by the end of the 50 laps let's be honest you know the cream's gonna rise to the top so the, the best car will win the race Absolutely. And we talk about, too, the hobby stocks, which have been one of the premier uh, divisions here at Pittsburgh this year, always with very high car counts, somewhere between the uh, high teens and the low 20 range. And they always put out fantastic racing action, three wide, four wide sometimes. Uh, they've been three wide several times here tonight as we're talking. So um, to have a division that can also help you know, aid in what the Joke George race will be is just as great. Brandon, I appreciate your time tonight. Cletus, I guess. <laughs> I appreciate your time tonight. And uh, the fans at home, I'm sure, appreciate the chance to hear a little bit more about this race because it's definitely worth noting. And uh, I hope that the fans can decide to come out and uh, help contribute to this race, whether it's through their attendance or whether it's through uh, lap mon sponsorship or contingency bonuses, whatever it may be. And if you're not able to, you can always watch at home on Lernerville TV as well. If fans decide that they still want to get involved with this race, say, through their, through their mall, it's, you know, whether that's just buying a ticket, but say if they wanted to uh, help sponsor laps, are they still able to do that? And if so, how? Yes. Anyone that would listens to this that would like to sponsor a lap, just get in touch with me on my social. Um, most people call me Cletus, like you said, but my real name is Brandon Lockwich. They can reach me out on Facebook and just I'll accept money up until the day of the race. So if anyone wants to still be involved, you still have time. Absolutely. So a lot of uh, businesses are helping out with this event, but like like Brandon alluded to earlier, a lot of uh, fans are also contributing to this race. So uh, it's definitely an exciting race, and it's going to be a fun time here at Pittsburgh on August 7th. Brandon, again, once again, thank you for your time. We appreciate it, and uh, thanks for you know being with us here on Wrap on Racing this evening. No, thanks, Tyler. It was a pleasure to be on. Thanks to you and Don, and I hope to see everyone, all the listeners out here next week to support this deal. Thank you. This portion of today's program is brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. 
Fans, welcome back to Rapid on Race, and I'm Tyler Harris with current Rush late model driver Philip Bubeck. He drives the BJP Racing Bob's Truck Repair Lucons Reeb Fab number two or two legit to quit, depending on how you look at it. Again, his name is Philip Bubeck. Phil, how's it going? And welcome to the pits of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway ahead of a normal Saturday night of racing here. Um, this is your first season in a Rush late model. Uh, you've been really much been all over the place, all over the, uh, I guess, all over the region with your go-karts and with a four-cylinder and then you decided to step up into a rush late model this time around so talk to me about how the season's gone so far with this being your first season you know the car's new and uh everything about racing has uh changed now with this car and we've been uh going around learn as much as we can and try to move forward and uh you know just kind of figure out what we're doing and going and having a good time that's about it you know you just want to have a good time so let's go ahead and just kind of highlight you know what kind of got you into racing you, you told me that you kind of got into go-karts back in 2009 but why racing what made you decide to want to go ahead and jump in a go-kart and get started you know since i was born my dad already was watching racing and going to all of the tracks around our area and you know he really when he seen the mini wedges and the go-karts you know he really wanted to give it a shot so we uh got a cart when i was six and you know we really just started going at it and just started doing what we could and getting better each week and learning what we could and it was a good time talk to me about some of your karting days um a lot of wins in the carts as we were kind of talking about prior to the interview um maybe a couple memorable moments that you have from racing carts yeah it was a week in and week out you know we worked on the carts just like any other division a lot of hard work and many nights spent in the garage working on it and getting it ready to go and we raced out 250 speedway in Cass, Ohio. You know, uh, my good buddy Dalton Anderson and I, we, we used to go out many nights uh, and had it. It was a blast, you know. It was a good time. We won four championships in uh, go-karts over 250 speedway. It was, it was just a blast. So after a while of racing go-karts, you decided to kind of step up a little bit. You wanted to run in the open four-cylinder division. Talk to me about what that transition was like. Yeah. Uh, we weren't really expecting it honestly uh we were supposed to move into a hot mod division but the further me and my dad dug into you know just the funding wasn't there and we weren't gonna be able to put a car together but bill and april 10 at bnj performance gave me the opportunity to drive one of their cars and you know what we went to our county for practice one night you know i got some laps and i felt pretty comfortable and next thing we know we in victory lane three weeks later you know it's pretty awesome i wasn't expecting anything like that to happen ever nor should you, I guess. You know, you don't normally expect to just to hop into victor, hop into a car and go to victory lane. You know, pretty much instantaneously. So, uh, kudos to you for that. Uh, and you know, we talk about feature wins. You know, you've definitely been no stranger to, to victory lane here at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. You've got quite a few under your belt. From what your grandpa can collect, roughly about seventy to seventy-one victory lanes, victories, if you will. Um, you know, it, to your credit so far in your career, uh, a lot of those I would have to guess, besides karting, would have to be here at Pittsburgh. Yeah, a lot of them was here, but I have to say most of them were most of my wins were at 250 Speedway and uh, Tyler County Speedway where most of my wins were, and a lot of other places we tried we get we'd get wins every once in a while. You know, a lot traveling rounds where you learn and get most of your experience from. So the more you travel around and uh, the more you're going to learn, and that's where how that's how you uh, that's how you gain the uh, obtain the information to get the wins. You know, that's that's where it's at, it's, uh, and all in the knowledge and the hard work you put in that's how uh that's how you're able to get those wins so you talk about 250 speedway you talk about tyler county and then obviously here pittsburgh as well you're from the colliers west virginia area if i'm correct is that right yeah that's correct 
So it's nice. I mean, you have a, a plethora of tracks in your area just in, in close vicinity to where you can kind of just load up and go. Um, and over the past couple of years, you made Pittsburgh your, pretty much your Saturday night home. And then, you know, after racing four cylinders for a little while, you decide, okay, we're going to go ahead and jump up into a crate late model. Talk to me about that decision and how kind of all the pieces of the puzzle got put together for that. Yeah, you know, it was kind of unexpected. We ran real well last year, and uh, the four cylinders and Bill and April again come in and uh, – they sat me down and said, hey, we think we're going to try to move up to a crate car. And we uh, got a car together. And, you know, the Lucon started helped me out. And, you know, we, we're starting to figure things out. And it's pretty awesome. Fans, if you're just tuning in, we are speaking with Phil Bubeck, driver of the Too Legit to Quit Rush Late Model. And we're here at the Pits of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. We're going to cut to a quick commercial break here to hear a word from our sponsors. When we return, we'll finish up with the interview. Saturday Night Racing Entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. The Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. The Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns. And the Crawford Auto Repair 4 Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series. The Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series, the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, the Rush Wingless Sprints, Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, and the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. And on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. Fans, we're back with part two of the interview with Philip Bubeck, driver of the Too Legit to Quit Rush Late Model, and we're at the Pits of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Phil, we're about halfway through the season now and uh, sitting pretty well on points innings. I believe you're definitely in the top five. I, I haven't looked as of lately, but, I mean, you're definitely up in t- toward the top. Just, you know, being here every single week and, and, and being consistent has really helped pay off. Um, you know, is this kind of what was your expectation going into, you know, this year with jumping into a new class? Is this what you expected, or are you above expectations? expectations right now i think i'm a little bit of above uh our expectations you know i wasn't really expecting to come in here and you know win or anything like that i just wanted to get seat time and do as best we can week in and week out and obtain as much knowledge we could possibly find with this car and you know hopefully continue on our ventures and maybe eventually find our way back in victory lane within the next couple seasons Talk to me about the car, too. You know, obviously not having much experience in these things, you got to have some helping hands from somewhere. Um, is anybody kind of giving you some pointers and trying to help you uh, kind of figure things out? Oh, yes. Uh, Kyle and Phil Lucon have been a major help. Without them, we none of this would even be possible. We wouldn't even be close to where we're at now, you know. They come in and they help us out and tell us, you know, try this or do this. And then each thing just helps a lot, you know, especially not knowing what we were doing with the car before. Talk to me about the car itself as well. How did you guys find it? Who'd you buy it from? You know, how'd you come across it? Uh, Bob's Trucking, uh, his uncle, uh, Jim Quigg, owned a car, and we were able to find a, f- find him, talk to him. We went and looked at the car. We bought it. You know, it was a good deal. It was uh, right time, so we picked it up. 
Now, driving styles, when you know, you're know you racing go-karts to when you jump into a four-cylinder, the goal of the go-kart is to keep the wheels as straight as possible. Four-cylinders, you're pretty much working with the same thing. With a crate late model, sure, that's the goal, but there's a lot more finesse that goes into it. How do you think you've adapted so far to a different driving style of a crate late model versus you know the four-cylinders and the go-karts? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely still learning, that's for sure, but... Uh yeah, you definitely have to set the car in there a lot different from the other divisions. You know, like the four cylinders, the front end of the car wants to plow up. You know, this class, you you kind of just want it to go straight, like you said, straight as possible. But you just have to finesse the car through, turn a certain way to get it to go through and be as fast as you can possible. And setup has a lot to do with it as well. Obviously, as you just said, the Lucons have really been helping you out in that aspect. Let's go ahead and talk about, you know, your season so far. As far as what we witnessed a couple weeks ago at the Herb Scott Memorial, you were in the B main. Uh, you started on the front row, and you were actually able to lead the first nine out of the ten laps in that race. And unfortunately, on that lap nine restart, you got a little sideways and lost control of the car. Um, you know, and you finished one position out of the transfer spot to make it into the Herb Scott Memorial. Talk to me about that night. You know, what was your, what was your emotion? like where was your head at were you proud were you a little disappointed a little bit of both yeah it was definitely a good run i was definitely very proud with the way we uh moved on and we got to that point and we led those laps and i was very grateful to be able to have the opportunity to even be leading those laps and uh yeah on that restart we uh made a mistake and fortunately lost it and uh we're gonna keep our head high and keep moving forward you know that was a very awesome opportunity and i'm just very happy to be able to be where i am now we look a couple weeks ahead from now when you have a pretty big race coming up again the joke george steel city classic coming up here at pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway you have to be looking forward to that event oh i'm most definitely looking forward to it i'm just hoping we can keep moving forward and hopefully gain some more ground and learn a little more between now and then and hopefully get in the show and have a good run the fortunate thing is, is the promoter Cletus, uh, Cletus Motorsports, does a really good job of organizing a lot of payouts for the drivers. And, you know, in certain situations, you could cut, walk out of here with some extra money in your pocket based off of what Cletus kind of sets up. So that kind of has to kind of make you feel a little bit better when you go into a race like that where you might not have the best night. And especially for a newcomer, somebody who's just getting started out in the uh, crate late models, you know, you're obviously your expectations may not be set as high as somebody like a Kyle Luke on. But it's got to make you feel better knowing that you still have a chance to kind of walk out of here with a little bit of extra money in your pocket, a little extra incentive to show up as well. Oh, yeah, definitely nice to know that you'll be able to get some money and obtain some, but uh, it definitely draws a crowd and makes it more enjoyable for the night. Looking ahead for the rest of the season, any future plans for you besides, you know, your weekly racing here at Pittsburgh? Do you have any other uh, big scheduled events on the on the schedule? Uh, plans are kind of, uh, we're unsure right now, but, you know, like I said, we're just going to keep moving forward and learn what we can, and the better we get, the more we're going to travel around, and the uh, better off we'll be. This portion of today's program was brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. 
By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rappin' on Racing. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. All right, fans, joining us now is 17-year-old Nathan McDowell. Nathan, good afternoon. How are you? Uh, Good afternoon. I'm pretty good. How about you? Good. Good. I'm kind of excited. A recent graduate of Reynolds High School. Going to be running a 358 Modified at Tri-City and uh, Mercer. Um, a, little, a little bit about you. Now, you've been involved in racing. I guess your your uncle Guy Griffith was someone that I always enjoyed uh, exchanging emails and t- talking back and forth on Facebook. It was unfortunate that we lost him, but was he the motivation that got you interested in racing? No. Uh, I know that recently you've been helping Brandon and Brett Mattis, uh, actually since 2018, now, how are you going to balance that out with running your own car, and have they had any input in helping you with your car? Uh, yeah, I balance it out. When I'm not racing, I'm down here learning on how to work on a 410 because I'm going to be getting into a 410 next year. Uh, when I help them, they help me. They have a parts store down in their shop, and if I need any parts, they give me a discount for helping them they help me back well they're pretty knowledgeable not only in sprint cars but in racing in general and that seems like a pretty wise uh, approach to doing this now do you think one year in the 358 modified that you'll be ready to jump into a 410 sprint i don't think i'm necessarily going to be ready but my uncle before he got Dad said he wanted to see me in a 410 before I graduated, and I graduated this year, so I'm going to try and follow what he told me to do and 
get into it as soon as I can. Okay. Um, what's your uh, car number? 11, right? Yep. And, and you'll run the same number on the sprint car? Yes, sir. Sounds like a good plan. What do you like best about racing? Um, just being able to see all your friends and family and having the excitement of meeting fans, especially the young fans. It's so awesome to see how happy they get just to meet drivers and the, their facial expression just makes me happy to see. Well, that's, that's a wise approach because the drivers that are successful with the fans generally are very successful with their sponsors. Yes, uh, I've actually, last year I had a guy come up to me as a fan because it was my first year, full year, and he's like, he introduced himself and he's like, um, I'm interested in sponsoring. I just started my own job. He's like, you seem like a nice outgoing kid. I'd be willing to sponsor you. Would you be all right with that? And I said, yes, I would love to have your sponsorship on my car. Well, we'll get to your sponsors in a little bit, but hopefully he's one of them. We'll talk about that when we get ready. Now, if you couldn't go racing, how would you spend your time? I would be hunting, fishing, or probably riding four-wheelers. Yeah. How about your most memorable moment in racing? Uh, my most memorable moment in racing was probably when my Uncle Guy and Brandon Mattis won in the same night in two different divisions. In the 305s and the 410s, I was happy. I got back-to-back pitchers in victory lane. I usually ask the drivers how you pick your car number, but we already worked that out. That was Guy's number. Um, what would your goals in racing be? Let's say uh, we're coming up on September, October this year. What would you consider a good year? Um, finishing top five in points would be a great thing to accomplish for only being my second full year. We mentioned early on about your sponsors. Why don't you take a minute and acknowledge who they are? Uh, we got Monster Brothers. Undercoating and truck accessories, uh, Westover Woodworking, Damsel in Defense, Advantage Auto of Greenville, uh, Metalworks of Ohio, Powered Air, Stateline Bar and Grill. I think that's about it. Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Nathan McDowell, 17-year-old modified driver in the 358 division, who's looking to next year to get into a sprint car. Uh, how about your pit crew? Let's take a minute and see who they are. Uh, my stepdad, Dylan Sarsanella, my mom, Jen Sarsanella, my sister, Haley McDowell, my cousin, David Kowalski, uh, Jake Laurent and Damian Gearhart and James Barber. That's the guy that got in touch with me, James Barber. He said, you ought to have this fella on your show. And we've mentioned that many times to the listeners, that if there's someone you'd like to hear on the show, let us know. James got in touch with us. He got me your contact information, and here we are. And that's what makes it nice, because I would have had no way of knowing who Nathan McDowell was unless I saw you racing. Let's get back to the sponsors. The man that approached you and said he would like to be on your car, is he now one of the sponsors? Yes, 
that is uh, Westover Woodworking. That's wonderful. And something, like I said, if you get along good with the fans, you're going to get along good with the sponsors, and that's a big deal in racing today. Something I want to remind you of, when you get to Victory Lane, do not say, I want to thank my sponsors. They know who they are. If you have to have a cheat sheet in your hand, make sure you have them all available and make sure you thank them all because that's why they're doing that. All right. Yeah. Sound like a good idea? Yep. Well, Nathan, I want to thank you for being with us. I hope you have a nice evening and I have a question for you. When you get your first victory, will you get back to me and we'll talk about it? All righty, that sounds good. Thank you very much. Thank you. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. Proudly presented Rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week, and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rapping on Racing. Stand on it. Come on, y'all.